0: Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show with Katherine Brandt.
1: Mike Adlovich. Andy Brandt-Bernard.
0: Cassie Schrader. Tom is out accepting his iconic award.
1: <laughs> or I something know. to that effect. Which we still no, don't know which iconic award it is. Well, yeah. it's
0: something to do with radio, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's television. iconic
0: in another, <laughs> another area that I don't know about. But we will be right back after these messages.
2: Walser Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group.
0: well we're back (laughs) welcome back to the tom bernard show um i was just searching around through some news stories and uh, i've been seeing on twitter about the fact that people are all crazy about the new statistics that the middle child is disappearing that they're becoming an endangered species (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's
4: because uh people are only having two kids that's exactly (laughs) right is that the reason? Oh, yeah, f- one or two, f- fertility
1: is way down in most countries, and in most first world countries, fertility is actually below two. So well, this, most people only have, they don't even have two kids.
5: Yeah.
0: Well, this article is saying oh. that the ideal number of children has dropped from three to two in the last 40 years. Yep, um, sure. And in the 70s, the average mother would have more than three children in her lifetime. Back then, 40% of mothers between 40 and 44 had four or more children. And really, they were um, – not in this article. This article is a little bit different than the one that I saw. They were talking about how if you had five kids, you really had three middle, middle children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, the, the one that was just right yeah, in the middle, she's the middle had to be she's a middle child.
4: child and she's the fourth of five
0: now now the the middle child syndrome do you feel like that that's a true thing or they're for me, overlooked to my might it
4: was but
0: <laughs> <laughs> really see we i grew up with five kids i'm yeah. the youngest so of course i was the uh, baby and mm-hmm. i was spoiled and it's all not true um, <laughs> and my my eldest brother usually the oldest is supposed to be the most successful and the most uh, whatever Most driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the middle children are all supposed to be sort of overlooked and peacemakers and all this kind of stuff. We did not have this in my family. Yeah. (laughs) None of that really. Maybe I was more spoiled because my parents were just tired by the time they had me i did get away with more stuff yeah. okay oh she's
6: whining again
0: give her the popsicle just yeah, give it to her yeah there you go that's yeah. how you're no know, more spoiled yeah, m- <laughs> my mother was like mom can i do this i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yes get away from me
4: my five kids <laughs> my third kid has bars for every meal we're, we're gonna eat this no i'm gonna have a bar i'm gonna have a bar <laughs> that was fun for a while yeah because there's bars. probably a little chocolate or something and a little sugar yeah you sneak it in my kids are eating um oatmeal packets apple cinnamon oatmeal (laughs) because there's sugar in it so they're like oh no i'm having oatmeal at at night
6: (laughs) (laughs) well as long as they're eating i guess it's healthy it's a healthy option versus fried food or Or, or
4: candy straight candy
0: so you have a blended family now so you had a middle and a bait and a and a youngest mm-hmm. in both sides, and then you put them all together, what does that do to the birth orders?
6: Um, well, Ooh. yeah, because with Dave's kids and then my, th- I have you know, he has three that live with him, and then I have my three now. So we have six kids in the house. Um, my youngest boy is the youngest out oh, of all Oh, he's still six. the youngest. Yeah, so, and it's funny. So this it made him even younger, having
0: more siblings? Um, kind no, of? I actually,
6: I mean, Yes and no, because he wants to participate with the older kids, but he's six. and right. the, you know, And then it goes from six to 11 years old, and then up. Right. So he has nothing in common with that, because uh, um, Ripley and Charlie, my, Charlie's my middle one, um, they're both 11. We call them the twins, because it's funny. They look alike, and they're born a month apart, so we call them the twins, but... Um, you know, everyone says, Oh, Max is your favorite. I said, No, Max isn't my favorite. I love everybody. You know, I love all you kids. It's just Max is the only one that wants to cuddle with me, and he's oh. still kind of my baby. Oh, that makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And it, you guys are teenagers. You want nothing to do with me. So, right. Um, as soon as they turn 30, they probably just want something
4: stupid. like, No, you're my favorite. Here's some money.
6: Yeah. Well, I mean, they. Well, Usually the, the older kids, they're, t- you know, teenagers, so they yeah. just kind of do their own thing. Sure. There's no really pecking order amongst them. Um, the only ones that have, you know, they're both girls is Ripley and Pacey, and they're one's a preteen and one's a teen. So there's a lot of hormones going on there. So there's a lot of competition. <laughs> so many hormones. Oh, jeez, It's just like <laughs> I didn't have, I raised three boys. I didn't have, all of a sudden I get married and I have these girls, teenage girls. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. Oh, that's so a good place I, to start still, with girls is teenage I, girls. I know. I'm I'm still, it's a learning I process. Like so many space. cultures marry just, them off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get them out of the house. Yes. But, I mean, he, you know, we're we've adjusted really well, especially having that many kids under one roof. And uh um, lucky. Yeah, how many yeah. is
4: that? Five or six? six? Six. Six under one roof?
6: Yes, and sometimes and your seven. house is
4: probably not as big as the Brady bunches.
6: I don't we we call ourselves the Schrady bunch.
4: Yeah. Because
6: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's you know, and then Dave has his adult children, so all together we have eleven children together.
0: That's a mind so, blowing amount of children. I know. Today. So
6: I mean I've you know, we have Linus in in the home we have Linus who is sixteen. Then my oldest boy is 14, and then we have Pacey, who's 13, and then Charlie and Ripley, who are 11, and then I have my 6-year-old. I like all the names.
0: Yeah, they're great names. Ripley
4: and Linus.
0: Well, we have another guest that popped on in. Hello. Hello. Kristen Anderson
5: Anderson.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about middle children. Oh, oh, there's a
0: disappearance of middle children, apparently. They're becoming an endangered species because nobody's having more than two kids anymore apparently, apparently.
5: there are people having
4: more two kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: religion I, is alive and well statistically speaking like crazy right. <laughs> i have two you have two i have two okay. and didn't want to be outnumbered so yep. i'm all over that. i had that. two as well yeah and, uh, can i meet you can yes. i meet who's i'm katherine Brandt. hi katherine
0: nice, nice to meet I'm you i'm cassie
5: schrader hi cassie
1: and i'm andy brant bernard
5: Hi, Andy. Nice to meet
4: you. I'm Mike Edlovich.
5: Yeah, I know you. <laughs> we know you. That one's taken care of. You're, you're performing at...
4: She's at Royal Comedy okay. Friday and Saturday.
5: Yeah, it's. I'm excited. I'm leaving my teenagers at home. Like, they want to go. They don't want to go. Have you <laughs> been in comedy and for she, a long time? And she's, yeah, sorry. Over 30 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I've been around for a long time. I started at Dudley Riggs. Way. Oh wow.
6: No, <laughs> I, I was kinda of reading up on you. So have you were you doing writing for uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Good it... Lord, no. Oh I, unlikely I would be here
5: if I'm writing for Jerry. This isn't a great place to be. I would I would just probably I don't know.
6: Live in LA? Okay, because be I said so, I saw something like you did stuff with. <laughs> was it was a Jerry Seinfeld. I've
5: opened for comics over oh, the years. Okay, so oh, that's yeah, that's yeah that's it wasn't sure. specific. So I'm like, did he? Did you write for him? No, or? Oh. he hit on my girlfriend, but that's not the did same. Did you thing. open for <laughs> uh, uh, one of the
4: comedy galleries then? Oh yeah. Right.
5: Well, yeah, I worked Seinfeld there for to come to Minnesota many, many Minnesota, years. Yeah, he dropped by Right. Oh, yeah, Leno cool. too. A lot of people that had just were on the cusp of. You know, Mm -hmm. Hitting It Big, Mm -hmm. um, I worked with. Oh, okay. Louis Black, Kathleen Madigan. um, Lots of them. There's so so many. And and this
4: this weekend, she's got a big-name comedian opening for her.
5: You know, I'm really excited. I produced um, a... a fundraiser for Joe Manjaris. He had a lung transplant. He was the oh, owner my. of Pepitos. He has been around for yeah
7: well, over 30 years, just like me.
5: And he's acted and he's yeah. written. It's very funny, uh, and he's really been through it health-wise. Mm-hmm. And he contacted me a few weeks ago, and he said, "Okay, let's. It's time for the comeback. All right, oh, let's wow. do it." And so I just reached out to Mike, and so I'm really excited that he's out of the house that he's feeling well and he's going to he's going to come and be funny cuz yeah. he's funny so it's a real treat for him to be
1: uh, yeah.
4: for
5: him to be working here this weekend
4: I can't yeah. think of the people I want to say he used to work with Cheech even writing he used to work on some show in LA
5: Um I don't he... recall that he worked on a show Oh no No, he didn't work on a show but he did a lot of acting out. there. He's got a really oh. impressive acting resume. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't ask me what any of the movies are.
4: He used to be; it was a big deal, and then um, everyone and then he came back to Pepitos not that long ago. But it was always funny because it was like he still owned Pepitos, but yeah, was he's always out in he, L.A.
5: Yeah, he t- and that was gosh, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, and um, but still managed uh, to hold that restaurant together, and that was a tough goodbye for the family and for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it is—it's going to reopen. I don't—not sure under what name, and I don't know when.
4: Uh, oh, that location.
5: The location. Yeah, yeah. I
4: went in there because they had that garage sale, and so I went to buy chairs or something.
5: What Minnesota doesn't love yeah. a good garage yeah, sale. I was like, Ooh, stools <laughs> you know, right? we need
4: those, and of course, so I was like, oh, God, then I ended yeah. up with new stools. But uh, they you said it's some,
5: them, but you bought them some anyway. St.
4: Paul burrito place or something. Some. I think it was like a burrito oh, chain that um, was moving in. Oh, Zapartha's or
1: whatever? Yeah, that sounds you about right. You know what I'm talking about. That sounds I about do? right. You have the worst
4: memory of I anyone do. on earth.
5: It's no, in second right here. But, this, okay,
4: but Pepito's you. is a big oh, restaurant, cool. so they must be a full menu kind of place.
5: Well, I think so, and I do recall from the article that the uh, one of the owners anyway has a history. He proposed to his wife there. I think they had their first date at Pepito's ah, and he proposed to his yeah. wife there. So. so he likes the. Right, and so and they're going to hold on to the theater, which is great because it's a it's just beautiful uh, piece of history. They're
4: like renovating the theater or something. I hope they were. F- they're they fundraising to renovate somewhere. it. Yeah.
6: yeah, yeah. Minnesotans they love their staple places that have yes. been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're yeah. we are very loyal to that. And so when one of them had, you know closes, it's what was the restaurant that just closed last year that was big? Um, Heartland, I, not Heartland. A pizza two years place. Ago. No, it wasn't a pizza place. It was. Oh my gosh. I know it's uh, the name is escaping me, but yeah, it was pretty sad to see it cuz it was Lincoln
4: Dell.
5: <laughs> that's Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> I like that place. No,
6: it's just like a last year Everybody's I think it was... still upset about the Dell closure. <laughs> yeah. right? I know. Oh, there's a
4: whole Facebook page dedicated oh, is to it. Oh, is it really. I think they call it St. Louis Park History.
6: Oh that's oh, okay. funny. Well yeah, I see I grew up in Bloomington and we have a Bloomington flashback uh, oh, page on sure Facebook.
4: So And they yes. talk about the, whole, the old med stuff. Stadium.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's so many historical places that when they close it's just like oh a, a piece of your life is just gone, you know. And, and it
5: was tough they've been in that neighborhood Pepitos since the 70s sure. and it was a family run uh it, it the community came out in droves and when we had um did the show i hosted it and had some of joe's favorite comics uh in the show louie anderson did a lovely video uh that i opened the show with uh for joe and then i had some guest sets coming up and and then i said okay uh you guys we have one more guest set here um, Kind of a surprise for us, and then there was Joe. We brought Joe up on the big screen in the hospital bed, and oh. everybody got choked up. and mm-hmm. And he said, "This was really fun." He said, "I'm gonna uh, have to be, um, I'm gonna be fe- facing rejection." He had a lung transplant. Me facing rejection for the rest of my life. And I said, well, <laughs> "Well, now you know how I feel."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Someone
4: said, "Nice." Skit.
0: Oh, nice Polonaise. Was it yes. Nice? Oh, nice. Yes. oh that
4: of- that was just last year, huh?
5: Well, I think they, they so. reopened. Opened,
4: though didn't did they? they reopen as nice did I that location open I as think, a bar again think it was such a successful bar location there
6: yeah i'm not sure yeah that's the one i, I was, know, was thinking everybody nice. was upset about that
0: yes well pepito's and um uh, and the dog i mean back in the 1970s there was i mean we were really desolate here for restaurants in yeah. minneapolis yeah i mean mm-hmm. if you had a good restaurant it, it was, was the like,
4: mexican <laughs> restaurant <laughs> it was the, yeah right. they, had, they had several of them though right
5: uh there he still has actually there's a takeout a deli or something, I want to say it's on Nicolet somewhere. Okay. So yeah, still the, in that. a strip mall. Yeah,
4: Yep. I didn't know. Over that. by one of the breakfast, many breakfast places on Nicolet. And I'm uh, Sun know what? Street, I think. I went out to the suburbs to Street.
5: spawn, and I have i know no, anything in <laughs> the suburbs. <laughs> I, the which, I which am suburbs? that girl, which uh, suburb? I live in Minnetonka,
4: Minnetonka,
5: but I'm a nice person. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I live in Minnetonka. You just no one's coming to the comedy club this weekend. Uh, all the customers from Minnetonka—they're like, but we're nice people.
5: Oh, you know what? We I always live used in to say that when I graduated from—I uh, graduated from Minnetonka High School—and so I used to say. Um, what is our? What's the language here? What can we use on a podcast? Um, yeah, it's the radio too. Just, PG swear. thirteen.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, it's, okay. it's replayed on radio.
5: Sorry. So I you don't apologize. <laughs> um, sorry, I uh, used to say I went to Minnetonka you. High School, but I'm not a B. And
4: uh, well, you can say right. bitch. <gasps> oh,
5: well, I could have really delivered. that. <laughs> All, only
4: only <laughs> when you're referring to Minnetonka High School students. though. Yes, that's, and, that's you know our what, specific it, rule.
5: It was, there was just a wide uh, range of uh, socioeconomics there. Right. Oh, sure. And uh, yeah.
4: anyway. Not yeah. like that where it's just straight rich.
6: Straight on. That's how it <laughs> was in Bloomington because you had, I was on the east side of Bloomington, but then the, you had the prestigious west side of yep. Bloomington. God. And so oh. there was that, you know, economic split between, right. you know, low to middle income to, you know, higher class income and... Um, it, it caused some problems because when we were in school, we all went to the same junior high. But once you got to high school, that's where it split. East side went to Kennedy. West side went to Jefferson. And mm. then that's where the rift started. So you had friendships that broke apart wow. like that because of it. It Instead was Instead of like putting
4: the schools together.
6: Yeah, because Bloomington used to have one high school. Yeah. It was Bloomington High School. And then it turned to Lincoln High School. But then they built Kennedy So then Kennedy, and then they have Jefferson now.
4: So they swallow up from other junior highs from other districts then for their high schools.
6: I don't know. How do you guys
4: all go to one junior high and then split?
6: No, well now they have two junior. Well, they call them middle schools now. They don't. I don't care for that. I don't like
5: the the middle school school thing. I'm happy. My uh, kids, my daughter's a senior at at Hopkins now, and I I'm glad that they still have seven, eight, nine junior high. I don't need a ninth ninth grader no. really a 14 year old girl uh in the high school with all those yeah hormones let's come back to that boy <laughs> yeah. sniffing around my kid lifting their leg no <laughs> exactly so, really happy um that she didn't do that well we need to take young. a quick break we'll be right back
2: it's tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutrimost twin cities in plymouth with their weight loss plan i'm down 77 pounds and in a couple of weeks, I'll do one more round to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It's on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never hungry. Neutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods, too. That's important. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. Just call 763-333-7337. That's
3: 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com.
2: This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast. So hurry and
3: call Chris Lindahl real estate today to save your free ticket. So call now 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations and to secure your free ticket.
2: Okay. You know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare bones situation
3: at all. And the best part is it's free. Mm -hmm.
6: those days with this weather. I found my <laughs> I <just>
0: wanna... <laughs> oh, You found the tiara. Yeah. The queen is in the house. <laughs> uh. I love it. Has, has anybody heard about this Olympic skater that was stabbed to death? Uh, today? what? 25 years old. Dennis Ten. Anybody heard of him? No, I'm not. Up- A Kazakh Olympia, uh, Olympic... Sorry, I can't... I don't have my glasses on. Medal-winning figure skater stabbed to death Thursday in Almedy?
1: After being a uh, car thieves.
0: Yep. He was stabbed uh, in the right thigh by two men who tried to steal his car's mirrors. What?
6: Oh, I was going to say, where's Tanya Harding? I but. was just about
0: to say, <laughs> yeah, I thought she was <laughs> on He that, won yeah. bronze at the 2014 Sochi mirrors? Olympics in the men's singles competition was just the fourth. Kazakh? Am I saying that right? Kazakh? Yeah. Kazakh?
1: Kazakhstan.
0: Okay. Athlete to win a Winter Olympic medal. He was rushed to the hospital and then died.
6: Oh, wow. so he's dead? So oh, the
0: guy is in his car. stabbed to just
5: death. Just regular guy getting in his car. Yeah.
4: somebody's so trying nice. to
0: steal your mirror. You're like, you're probably like, hey, don't steal my mirror. And then yeah. you just Yeah. See, well, if I, I
4: see two guys stealing your mirrors in your car, you probably be, should walk away, I guess. I guess. Let him take
0: <laughs> the mirror. I mean, take really. the mirror. Just, if what? it's too
4: dark to see their knives. It's just
0: like a, that's, I mean, you can't even make this stuff up.
5: It's so crazy to me that this happened.
4: He's
0: well, 25
5: just... years old.
6: Um, yeah.
5: that's sad. Probably you know what? You can't turn the news on. You can't turn the news on without saying no. something that's just unbelievable yeah. you just can't even I, what i
0: literally take um news breaks now because mm-hmm. it just it i i, I can't sleep because mm-hmm. i it just oh. I, and the other day i was like oh you know i haven't watched the news in a while so i i'm, and I, I'm not saying watching the news because i do watch the local news you know because it's not that bad but just the you know you go on your twitter feed or whatever and it was just this person just was killed. This person was raped. This person was mm-hmm. stabbed. This person's trying to, you know, blow up somebody. I was just like how how does how do we cope with this bad news all the time? It's a lot.
5: It's I do the same thing. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I had a therapist tell me 30 years ago, Christian, you can't you have to not watch the news. You have to really step back from it, it just, because it's not you can't handle it. Yeah, we have a guest coming up
0: in a few minutes, minutes. and she's talking. Part of what she's talking about was the fact that we, our sleep is bad, and that's making people more suicidal, and also th- these news cycles and all this stuff. And I, it's going well, well, to be interesting to talk Well, you wake about. up
4: in the middle of the night, and you're like, well, I kind of got to check what's going on on Twitter.
6: Oh, that's the well, worst thing to do. Yeah, do yeah. you do Green that? time is no, really
4: bad. No, I only did it right after uh, the election or – you know, because you never knew when Trump was going to tweet. So I was like, I, I want to see it first.
5: <laughs> uh, you know, one of the other things that I do, um, my kind of my second thing um, to stand up is I uh, I teach a class, a uh, two-day intensive class called Assist. Um, and it is... Um, It's a suicide intervention training class. Okay. Uh, And then I also, with uh, my training partner, we gave a different talk. The junior high that my children went to last fall, or pardon me, this last spring, two 14-year-olds suicided in the same month.
6: Oh, wow.
5: And we went and spoke to the teachers. And, you know, everybody is just PTSD. I mean, they're just Mm -hmm. in shock, and they just don't know what they missed. And we didn't have time to do our two-hour Um, or pardon me, our two-day class, uh, which hopefully we'll be able to get in there or in 10 other districts to do that because I feel like it would be really great for students to be prepared and to be able to uh, intervene uh, and see what they see. One of the things when you said they're so tired um, that when we spoke to the teachers, it was the HALT um, is the acronym, and it's Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired. Okay. Uh, and those are the four things that will can tip somebody over if they're having thoughts of suicide. And when somebody uh, who's mentally ill is hospitalized, that's the first thing that they do is they feed them and they give them a sleeping pill mm-hmm. so that they have a full stomach and they get a good night's sleep. And then they can start with psychiatry and oh, whatever absolutely. else the next day.
0: Uh, well, that that kid out in Chanhassen that was just shot by the oh. cops. He was trying to. Kill, yep. He was threatening his oh, mother. I thought it was
4: Minnetonka.
0: I thought it was Chanhassen. He was a
4: Minnetonka student or something. I
1: okay. think it was Chanhassen. Okay. Uh, well, well, uh,
0: last night on the news they had released um, the audio tapes of his I mother's nine one one calls, oh. and it sounded like he was interested in having a death by cop.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was that was. Oh really? Hard to and she
0: had she had tried to call the was. night before and said, "There's something wrong with my son. He's 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 acting weird." And they, she said, it was hard to understand what she was getting because she was obviously clearly very upset. And she was they would they couldn't help or they couldn't do anything for him. Yeah, no, was that a nine one one call? Ch- yes.
5: You know what, mentally ill people—that's the that's the difficult piece—is that they have more rights to end their own lives, then we have to save.
0: And that yeah. is so not
1: okay. You can't involuntarily, uh, you can't take someone away anymore. Well, once again, not unless they're like but, but so this, this is the problem
0: in America, though. This is the problem in America. At one time, you could commit your spouse... You know, for mm-hmm. the rest of time, because you just didn't like him anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was probably a good idea. O- uh, well, I know, sex. I know, but that's but that's how we were, and now yeah. it's like you, it's you've got somebody that really needs maybe
5: a three day, you know,
0: intervention.
1: Yeah. Yep. can And you can't to. do it. Yeah.
5: They have to be. It's uh, terrible. Threatening themselves, harm to themselves or
0: others.
4: Yep. Well,
5: it certainly
0: sounded like he was threatening. Yeah. I, I
4: well, just they don't tried understand. to. I just.
0: It's horrible.
4: I don't know what this whole situation is. Just the whole idea that. Several bullets were put in a person to put them down. There has to be a better way than that.
5: Well, cops are trained. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, somebody points for a gun that. at them and it's happened where yeah. they point, you may so have the, seen so that videotape. It's a blank. You know, somebody tried to do. I this, thought he had a knife. A, I'm talking about like a different. situation. Oh, a different
4: situation. Got it.
5: But people want to die. By suicide,
4: the uh, okay, cops are trained. Cop. You pull a
5: people gun walk, on me, yeah. they're going to go. Yeah, you're yeah. pull a gun. I
0: mean, that's one way. I mean, people walk in front of trains. I mean, people do. You know, they. you yeah. can commit suicide in a lot of ways. I mean, time.
1: So a big part oh, of it he did have a gun. It was a BB gun, but oh, it looked but he like did a handgun. Okay, that mm-hmm.
4: makes more sense. But I read, the first article that came out mentioned knife and that he was threatening his mom with his knife and didn't even mention the gun. Mm. See, well. and this is
0: what's see that's the problem with the, this continual cycle of news is you get little bits and yeah, pieces, and everybody and everybody hears yeah. the first thing, and yeah. we all get all crazy about that. It's not would, really the uh, it's not really the story. And speaking
1: of the news, we have our guests.
0: Oh. I'm sorry. We were just getting out, out on a tangent. Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith, are you with us? I am. She has a. She's. We were just discussing rest and how necessary this is, in her book, "Sacred Rest: Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity." We were just talking about. Uh, unfortunately, a young man in our area was uh, was killed. Um, he must have had a mental break, and we were talking about how rest is something that mm-hmm. can really be helpful and but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I, without going back into the whole thing tell us about your
7: book please uh well my book's titled sacred rest recover your life renew your energy restore your sanity and it does relate somewhat to your story because mm-hmm. um i heard a bit of your conversation about suicide and i What I find with a lot of my patients who are coming in is that a lot of them don't realize that there are different types of rest. So they think that, okay, well, I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxious because I'm overworked, overstressed, those types of things. But it's not just uh, the mental and the physical type of rest that so many people focus on. There are a total of seven that I've actually identified, and that's what I help people really kind of break down. How to determine which of the seven types they're deficient in. And then how it's affecting their life, um, how it's affecting their emotions, uh, and really in their relationships and every other aspect of their life. Um, And those seven are, just to to rattle them off, are physical, mental, we talked about. Then there's the spiritual, as well as the emotional, social, sensory, and creative.
0: You know, it's interesting because um, I now have a 25-month-old grandchild, and she if she's rested, she's the most delightful creature you'd ever want to be around. And if she hasn't slept well, she can be the most challenging person to ever be around in a lot of ways. And I, I feel like, you know, that's a reflection on what is happening as adults. Because supposedly we're all sleep deprived. People are taking oh, tons sure. and tons of sleeping pills, and yet nobody's mm-hmm. feeling rested. What do you think that's all about?
7: Well, absolutely, we're sleep deprived. It's over 40 million people, about a third of the population. And I think the big thing is most people have no clue how to get rest. So what they do is they say, I'm going to rest on the weekend. Well, what does that look like for most of us when we say that? We're going to veg out in front of the TV watching Netflix or something, and then we're going to bounce up and think that that fixed it. The reality is rest has to be focused. It has to be intentional, and it has to be specific for where you're actually having a rest deficit. Because sleep by itself, uh, sleep and rest are, first of all, two completely different things. So, uh, you, when you're well-rested, you have higher-quality sleep. But really, sleep in itself is just one type of the seven types of rest. And even at that, it's only half of that type. It's a type of physical rest. And it's a an passive type of physical rest, same as napping. Those are passive physical rest activities. Then you have the active physical rest activities, which are things like um, yoga or stretches um what we call um walks that are basically we call them leisure walks here in the south there are sunday walks but those walks where your focus isn't on exercise or building up your body but the focus is on actually improving your circulation increasing blood flow throughout your body increasing your lymphatic drainage so that's the thing. We have to start looking at this a little bit more nitpicky than we have been because in just trying to to have whatever rest we feel like we can fit in, we are omitting the type of rest we need to actually improve.
0: Yeah, and it almost feels like, I know for me, when I feel tired, I'm like, oh, if I take a nap, I'm just a lazy cow. I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I should be doing something all the time. I think we're programmed As Americans, just as constantly be doing something and being productive. Women Mm
6: -hmm.
5: especially.
0: Exactly. We always feel like there's something else to, you know, take care of. So we're always last on the list as far as resting goes. Well, that
6: happens to me all the time. I mean, there's times I only get like five hours of sleep a night. That's not enough. And... You know, I'm constantly doing things, and my husband's like, just rest, relax. And I'm like, I can't. i got to get this stuff done. Otherwise, it won't get done. Well, you have 147 kids. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Well, see, and I used to work nights. And so I wouldn't get home till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Then I had to get up with kids in the morning and get them off to school. So my sleep was very in- interrupted all the time. I would sleep five hours, get the kids off to school. Then I would try and take a nap for an hour then I'd have to go to the grocery store come home get dinner ready I mean it was and I felt I started physically feeling ill Uh, mentally I was feeling ill I mean I was crying at the stupidest things like I'd have so much laundry to do and I would just look at it and cry and I'm like this isn't me what's going on with me and I realized it was probably just the lack of sleep And unfortunately, I think that's
0: a pretty common
6: occurrence in America.
7: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, people don't get enough sleep.
7: It is, and what you're describing is really, um, we, we call it sleep deprivation, but what you just described is a rest deprivation because you started having the emotional aspects of it where you're crying and you don't understand why.
3: Mm-hmm. Your immune
7: system's down so you're getting sick and it doesn't make any sense because you may not have even been around someone you know, to catch something. And, yeah. and that's the thing, when, you, when you're not identifying which type of rest you need, you automatically think, well, if I sleep more then I should feel better. But I'm sure half of you have, have had these, this experience. You go to sleep and you wake up just as tired as when you went to bed sure. that's because yes. sleep wasn't really the tr- true problem
6: and then i would try and rest so i'd lay down i'm like i gotta take a nap and then of course i close my eyes and then i'm thinking in my head all the things i gotta do yes. that i could be doing while i'm laying here in bed trying to take a nap so it was just very it, it's like i wanted to just unplug my brain from my life for just an hour and it's very hard to do especially being a mother. Um, cause I would People wor- need
0: you all the time. Yes,
6: because I would take care of the kids during the day, and then I would work in the evening. So I didn't have to have daycare or anything like that. So it, it it's hard, especially being a mom, a stay-at-home mom, and having a career. I was juggling a lot, and it became too much for me to the point where I physically became ill. I did come down. I have Crohn's disease, which doesn't help. So I was... Um, and every night I would go to work sicker than a dog, but I knew I had to go. So it was, it, it's hard to juggle all that. And then you have, um, you know, emails. And it, the worst thing to do is when you lay in bed is to look at your phone. Right. I agree.
5: Well, yes. I think we know screen. I mean, we've been told that for <laughs> yeah. how long? Yeah. You need two hours before <laughs> you go television. to bed, you should leave the screen alone. Right. Who yes. does that? Like, who does that? Who leaves hard. it alone? Yeah, just completely has no screen for two hours.
7: Wow, two so hours—that's that's that's a lot.
4: That's
5: maybe <laughs> the dolly. I actually the Dalai don't Lama. recommend maybe that to my patients
7: because it. most of the people that I work with are high achievers, and their their computers are their life. So what I end up training people is that it doesn't have to be that extreme, and I think that's why so many people feel like they can't do it because we try to – You know, some of these articles that have come out in the past are so extreme that they're not realistic for people who are high achievers. Um, What I find is it works better if you actually do some very simple techniques for each of the seven types of rest so that you don't have to look, look for this huge chunk of time. Um, the, the whole issue with the screen is trying to get sensory rest, where mm-hmm. you're not overwhelming your senses with the blue sure. light and all those different things like that. And what you were mentioning with the laying down at nighttime and your mind's going through all of that, what we call monkey brain, it's jumping from one thing to the next. That's a mental rest deficit where you're needing to, to do some very simple mental rest tactics like brain dumping so that you don't keep those ruminating thoughts running through your head because your mind your your brain is protective it's not going to let go of that thought if you keep flipping it around in your head so you we have to train it and it doesn't happen overnight but it doesn't take a long time either there's some very simple techniques to improve that
0: we need to take a quick break can you stay with us for a few moments and maybe tell, tell us some of these techniques sure okay, great we'll be right back
2: Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
6: What is this? Phil Collins. Oh, of course. In the air tonight. I'm like, oh, I totally
0: yeah. recognized it, but then I couldn't come up with the name. Because I'm not well-rested. Uh, and
5: I'm in like? menopause. <laughs> so don't yeah. ask me to know anything. Tom Bernard Show. We're Except back with Chardonnay.
0: Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She is a board-certified internal medicine doctor, revealing why rest can no longer remain optional. Talking about her book, Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. And Before the break, we were looking for some uh, tips or advice or tactics on what to do how to get to sleep how to get rid of this monkey brain
4: what do you got or what are the seven (laughs) rests
7: (laughs) the seven rests (laughs) well the first thing i would recommend for anyone who's struggling like that like i said you could it doesn't really matter what what you're doing whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're Uh, climbing the the corporate ladder Uh, everyone is struggling (laughs) with this because we've simplified rest to the point that we've made it not no longer effective so the very first thing i would recommend anyone who is waking up tired despite um, their, the best efforts they can put in, would be to identify which type of rest they're actually having a problem with, which one is a deficit for them. And the, the easiest way I have identified is to do what uh, assessment on my website at therestquiz.com. It's what I use with my own patients. It's a free assessment. It takes about five minutes, and it it really goes through some questions that will make you think, but don't spend a long time um, debating the question. Just give an honest answer, and it will let you see where you stand on all of the seven types of rush. You'll be able to tell which ones you are most efficient in and which ones you may actually have a major problem with and need to address immediately. And then after that, so I'm just going to give kind of a quick tip. Someone had mentioned about laying down at night and their minds kind of running through all of this stuff. Um, when you are having those ruminating thoughts, your brain automatically goes to, "I need to protect my person because other because this is apparently important to them." So it won't let that bit of information go because it thinks that it's vital and that piece of information could be remember to put five dollars in my son's lunchbox for something that he needs at school yeah, that's so what I get is usually it's not life thing, or death yeah. you know no one's going to drop dead if uh-huh. I forget that five dollars but the brain the brain doesn't understand that you're ruminating it so it says this must be vital so I must hold on to it so when that happens the quickest thing you can do is to mind dump it in other words you put it on something that's concrete. And so that could be a piece of scrap paper, a post-it note. Uh, if you're someone who's very techy and you just happen to have your phone by you 24-7, that could be a voice message that takes two seconds that says, remember to put $5 in lunch in the morning, off. You don't sit there and let that just run around your brain for 30 minutes, robbing you of any uh, relaxation you could have. You have to get rid of it. And if you're someone who has a tendency to ruminate on negative thoughts, uh, I'm a horrible mom, I'm a horrible wife, I'm a horrible dad, whatever that may be, and you let that just play around in your in your cerebral space for too long, first of all, you'll start believing it, so you need to get that dumped out as well. And we the way we correct that is you correct it with a positive, affirmative thought, uh, and that could be whatever works for you. Um, some people use scriptures, some people use quotes, I mean, it's whatever works for you, but to have your go-to that you automatically can can replace that thought with so that it's a positive, and you're not ruminating on a
0: negative. Uh, that is really great advice. I, I, sometimes I find when I'm, I'm lying there, and I, I, it takes me forever to go to sleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm great, but it takes me forever to get to sleep. And I won't be, I won't be ruminating on anything of any significance. It'll be, I said hi to the mailman, and then I'll mm-hmm. be like thinking about the fact that i said hi to the mailman it's like am i insane what's
1: wrong with me yeah. why am i thinking
0: about this this is an insignificant moment or- in my no just something Good. it'll be just something stupid like you know Wait. i saw a frog on yeah, our I dog walk why am i thinking about this why is this still in my head am i No, not...
7: sometimes what i'm finding is if there's a conver- people do those conversations a lot the what i call woulda coulda shoulda's Mm. Uh, something that you wish you'd said different or done different or uh, kind of a redo you wish you'd had a conversation. Not sure about the mailman thing.
5: (laughs) Uh, We haven't seen the mailman.
0: Great. Stump the doctor. That's me. (laughs) Nobody's ever heard of that. (laughs) That's great. Now, yeah, and so this stress, I mean, obviously causes a ton of problems and the lack of sleep. Are you a proponent of people taking um, sleeping pills to get to sleep just so that they can get some rest, or do they need to build on these other methods?
7: Now, I'm an internist, so I so I do write prescriptions, and I don't believe there's any medicine that people should never take. I think all of them have their place in their season. That includes antidepressants, anxiety medicine, sleep aids. But what I don't want people to do is for them to become a crutch or a Band-Aid over a bigger problem so that they never address the core issue, because then they never get true healing, and that, that is not what I believe true medicine looks like. Um, You know, we want to help you be able to to live in the moment, which sometimes requires a medication at that time. But it's always a goal to try to get
5: people off the medicines if we can. Sure. I just heard recently and I didn't realize this, that even melatonin, um, you you can become immune to it like it'll work for so long. I have
1: to take it like maybe twice a week at most. I did take it for a while and after about a week, it just stops working.
5: Right. Really? So
1: now I take it sparingly because I don't want to become immune to the sleep hormone. Is that or
4: if you don't get enough sunlight?
1: Uh, melatonin. Well, it's, it's naturally hormone, produced. It? Yeah, it's naturally produced as a response to lack of blue light. Actually, that's why okay. they have those blue light filters. Okay.
6: I just take Benadryl. Every night. Oh, yes. uh, well, it, it works for much. my allergies So I just take it before Because it helps me oh, So I'm yeah. not all congested all night So I just yeah. take it before bed And it helps not. I was me taking out.
4: it non-stop for a while And I didn't realize it was Benadryl Because it was called something else mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is just like Claritin Allergy medicine oh. Apparently it wasn't no. <laughs>
5: You know, my mother was um, She was in the ER a couple of weeks ago with, with what was either a cluster headache Or a migraine Hasn't been diagnosed and they gave her Percocet and Oxy oh and Depakote, wow. and none of it worked. She got to the ER. They gave her Benadryl. She was out like a light. That's wow. interesting.
6: Yeah. Well, actually, if people, I've gone to the ER thinking I was having a stroke because I had like numbness in my face, like I couldn't feel the side of my face and i didn't have a headache at the time bell's palsy Bell's palsy. that's what i had i'm a survivor are you a survivor no i didn't have it i was having an onset of a migraine i didn't have the headache part yet so when they did a cat scan the doctor came back he's like do you have a headache and i'm like yeah actually when i was sitting in the waiting room that's when the headache kicked in and my head was just banging i was so actually the little cocktail of medication they give for migraine Pay, you know, if you go in the ER, it's it's Benadryl. It's Benadryl mm-hmm. and some type of coating or something, and it takes that migraine out like that. So Benadryl has a lot of... Huh.
0: Unless you're my daughter and it puts you into tachycardia. But that's a whole other <laughs> topic. Well, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, her book, Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity, very great information. And her
4: quiz, the quiz on her yeah. website. Yes,
0: and, and you're... Uh, can you share your website again for us please and we'll put it on our um on yeah. our website and on our on our social media too.
7: Sure, the quiz is at restquiz very simple, restquiz.com. Okay, and you have a website correct
6: that people can go I and do. find I do. My your main bu-
7: website is at ichoosemybestlife.com. And if they visit the resource section there, they can get access to the quiz as well as the 30-day sacred rest challenge. We have a lot of people who have enjoyed doing that because, it's, like I said, if you're a high achiever and you're too busy to stop, or at least that's what it feels like, it gives them just very quick one- or two-minute things they can do for each of the 30 days that covers all seven types of rest over that time period to help them really start learning how to live a restful lifestyle.
0: Well, our thanks to Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, author, speaker, board-certified internal medicine physician, and wonderful guest. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you,
6: guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Unbelievable. Boop. Yeah, I, you know, um, Dave does his live radio <sighs> show from 11 <laughs> yeah. p.m. to 2 a.m., so that's when I do all my work for you know setting up guests all my emails because i try when i get home from work i try and use that time and allocate for it for time. the family time for kids sure, sure, so when dave starts his show at 11 that's when i do all my work and i actually enjoy it because then that way i don't feel like i'm cheating somebody out of time you know like if it's you Dave know, wants to spend time yeah. with me or the kids. This is my time. I can do right. it.
0: It's it's interesting that she calls it sacred rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? Like you know, I'm sure you've got some rules with your kids. It's like you know, uh, if I'm in, in the bathroom, you better not come in here unless your hair's on fire, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, maybe that's all we need to do with rest or five minutes, ten minutes of a little meditation or breathing or a little little right. stretching time without five kids climbing on top. Well, what You're I was wanting,
4: um, and I don't know if it was in her book, but exercise, everyone's lack of exercise. And then if you're not exercising, it's harder to get rest.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? A friend of mine says that, uh, my uh, speaking or, partner, he, he says uh, exercise is the most underutilized yeah. antidepressant that there sure, is. Sure, sure. You yeah, know, it's interesting.
0: I had this dog for 18 years, and he made me, literally made me take him for a walk every day. He yeah. would not rest until we went, went out for, for a walk. walk. Mm-hmm. And he died, and I went for a couple of years without a dog. And I noticed a, def- a, a difference in my outlook on life. Just, I mean, it wasn't like I was out there, you know, walking like a maniac or whatever. But I would get out for a good hour, sometimes two, every single day, go for a couple-mile walk. And now I've got a dog again, hmm. and I'm out on these walks, and I feel like you can sort through things if you're just moving. It doesn't always sure. have to be, you know, some sort of. Marathon. While you're showering.
5: Well, you're connecting yeah. with the right. animal too at the same and
0: time. And you're, you're outside, walking, so, yeah. and you know, yeah. apparently breathing in, you know, plant <laughs> Fresh matter. Air. even though we we have allergies. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, there's, there's stuff that in, in the, the pollen and stuff that can make your killer cells more efficient. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your feet are just yeah. hitting the earth. You're connecting with the earth. Absolutely. I well, mean, there's a lot of good to be being outside, even if you're an allergy suf- sufferer like
6: we are. I'm always outside. I, I have a garden, and I love gardening. I find it very... It's meditative. Ther- it's very yeah. therapeutic mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me because it's something that I can take care of. Um, I have a responsibility for, but it's not stressful. It's not like, I need to take care of this now. I need to do this now and take care. You know, it's very... um centrally focused sure. thing for me to do and so I, I just love and I go out and I just pick the weeds and you know pick uh you know dead and leaves nobody and wants stuff. to help with the gardening so you're no. alone
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> no, Dave, yeah. <laughs> Dave's job is to water it and
6: usually when he's watering it he sprays me too so I every time I'm out there with him I have to go in because I'm completely soaked <laughs> from head to toe because he has fun with that but um uh-huh, and see honey. last <laughs> night last night we pulled a bunch of cucumbers and oh, i already nice. started making pickles oh, nice. so i mean to me that's kind of very sure. fun and you know it's like i have this step and then i can move it on to the next step and, well, every- and your,
0: yeah and your brain is engaged with something that isn't taking care of or helping or work or whatever stressful things sure. out there so
5: i, and I was going to ask you about self-care and that's what you're doing when you're gardening you yeah know, and because i feel because like that you 11 that.
6: thing is is I mean,
5: you like it, but it still works. Yeah,
1: it's worked. Yes,
6: And I feel um, I lost my mom last September. Mm, sorry. And that was one thing that her and I, because I, I was a tomboy. I, the only thing that her and I really uh, connected with was I was a figure skater, competitive figure skater my whole youth. And I wasn't very girly, but that was the one time my mom could do my hair because she was a hairstylist, so she could do my hair and makeup Uh and all this. I hated it. Do you want the tiara? Hated it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've worn so many sparkly things in my life. Um, I, but I was a daddy's girl. I went fishing. I worked on cars. I did all that stuff. But the one thing my mom and I connected with was gardening. And so to me, that's something I can feel close to my mom and t- feel like I'm talking to her, or get insight from her. So because Dave's like, why Why are you growing it? Can't we just buy this at the store? I said, you don't get it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: He's not very outdoorsy. But um, I'm like, no, this is something for me. This is my my Zen area this is my zen garden so yeah and there's i something, totally yeah. get that i Me have too.
5: um i am all about the annuals because <laughs> i want immediate gratification yes and i don't want yeah. to have to work too hard my husband will tell you the latin names of all the perennials and and he'll know. for the perennials no camping? No. <laughs> no i'm going no. to the bathroom
4: inside <laughs>
5: uh, get a pop-up camper for the perennials
4: nope. you don't have to replant i like that Pardon me? Perennials, isn't that the one you don't? You
5: don't have to replant. But yeah, they're I like that's,
4: that's kind of lazy. Theory. I just go I'm constantly putting in perennials well, just so I don't have to worry about them. You go and
6: deadhead them and, him him and pick yeah. all the dead ones <laughs> off.
0: And but you annuals, you've got more color. There's a lot more yeah. color mm-hmm. sure. with an annual that you put in. Yeah, and they're cheap. They're cheap. Well, it's bulbs. visual. I'm very visual. Like
4: tulips, aren't those perennial? Yeah, those
0: but are those perennial. last for ten seconds. I know yeah, they bloom for do. like like three days, and then they're but gone. But then you got to have yeah. the
4: other bulbs. You got to have the gladiolus coming after that. Listen and to yeah. you with the gladiolus Yeah, my favorite say perennial my is garden.
6: lilies because they'll be out uh, there all summer long. So yeah, if you want nice. a good perennial, go with lilies, lilies
4: or daisies. So I was saying gardening. I was thinking because I've done all the vegetables since I was a kid, but the uh, one I switched to is a salsa garden. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to talk about yeah. that in the
0: next section. we're, we're
6: spicy. We're, yeah.
0: we're out no, for simpler. this one.
6: Yes, we'll be back with our three <laughs> on the Tom Bernard Show.